What's up, guys? Welcome to the Paradox College Podcast. My name is Caleb Watkins, and today with me I have Lexington Fowler and Joel Suarez, and we'll be talking about Am I Welcomed in the Church? All right, what's up, guys? How are you all today? How's everything going? Pretty good, man. Yeah, when, was, you, when was the yes? You hooked me up with some free cold brew, and that's always a win for my day. So. Pour over. Free coffee with the podcast. Okay, that's the only reason I'm here. <laughs> the pour over. Yeah, that's the only reason I'm here. He says free coffee. I said I'm coming. Yeah, that's right. Well, guys, thank you all for coming out to the podcast today. But before we get started, I want to get to know you guys. I want these people who are listening to learn who you all are, who's talking today. So Lexington, can you tell us who you are, where you're from, what you do? Yeah, loaded question. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's a lot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone. My name is Lexington Caroline Fowler. I moved to Fort Worth in January from Austin, Texas. I attended the University of Texas at mm. Austin. I know, tough time <laughs> for the Big 12. But um, I am just really thankful to be here. And I've gotten to work as the kids coordinator. So side by side with our very own Audrey Spires for the past what is it, seven months? Um, and it's just been really cool to get to come and be a part of all that God's doing here in this kids' ministry that is just exploding. So crazy times, good times. Never thought I would end up working in a church, which yeah. I'm sure we'll get to at some point, but it's been great. Yeah. Kids' ministry is blowing up. There's a lot of kids running around. It's a rowdy time. We are the Fort Worth Zoo. <laughs> I, so. was, I was out of town last weekend, and then I saw the attendance for kids, and it was wild. Yeah. <laughs> I said, what? Yeah. It's crazy. No, use this podcast as a shameless plug to get some college students to come serve. And, uh, Please. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We need you. <laughs> All right, sweet. Joel, can you introduce yourself? Tell yeah. them what you do. Uh, my name is Joel Suarez. I um, am the city engagement pastor. Um and I oversee all the ministries that are outward facing, I guess, in a way. Um, so basically our ministries that uh, serve the city with orphan care, uh, embrace grace, um, partnerships in the community and all of that. So nice. originally from California, um, now I live in Texas and it's hot Yep. and it's hot and it's hot. That's true. That's what I've That's very true. Yeah. How long have you been on staff at Paradox? Uh, since 2019, I came here right before the pandemic. Um, mm. So it's 2019, so it's about to be, what, four years? Three years? Yeah. So Watson years. and I were like, Watson, excuse me, Watkins and I were like, <laughs> I like there goes the Watson. joke. <laughs> Jeez. We're rolling. Keep yeah. going. Run past just, it. Just go, just go with it. Yeah, I was a sophomore in college. Yeah, I was probably okay, five really? years is old. Is this what we're doing, guys? Wow. All right. Oh, well, it was man. nice being with you guys. I'm leaving now. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we're glad you're here, Joel. I think... It's really cool to have, especially with what you're doing for the Paradox and the church, to have your voice on this podcast, because um, the things you're doing are really cool. So to anyone listening to this podcast, if you ever see Joel, go ask him what he does, and he'd love to talk to, talk to you yes, about it. I would love to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Sweet. Well, guys, today, we our question today that we're kind of looking at is, am I welcomed at the church? And so initially, when, when y'all first hear this question, what, what's your first thoughts? What's your first inclinations when you hear, am I welcomed at the church? Um, yes. All right. Podcast is over. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, that's a wrap. Thanks for being here, everyone. <laughs> no, I think that, uh, like, you had some great thoughts on how to even start this conversation. Thanks. Can share some of that? Yeah. Um, I think the am I welcomed in the church question is kind of, there's a big distinction there, right? Of like, yes, you are maybe means more of yes, you should be if the church was operating in the Lord's 
um, initial intentions for the church and how it's supposed to exist and what its purpose of function is. Um, but I think we owe people a huge apology for the way mm-hmm. that the American church, the Texas church, the Bible Belt church, the mm. modern day church, whatever it is that you want to call it has operated, um, and we've kind of conjured it up to be this hobby or this experience or production mm-hmm. where we think that we're putting in the token of our um, attendance and then what is it that I'm getting out of it? And when we turn it into this hobby, it becomes really dangerous because mm-hmm. then we're picking and choosing what the church is, what we like about it, what we want it to function as um, rather than its initial design. And as yeah. soon as we start doing that, we're going to start excluding people. Mm-hmm. We're going to get really nitpicky over it needs to look the way that I'm comfortable with. And that's a dangerous thing. So, um, you should be welcome to the church and I'm sorry for, um, you as an individual and for entire people groups that haven't been. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, I agree. Agree. Um, I think that being careful and parsing out what we mean even by that question, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what do you mean when you ask the question, am I welcome in the church? Right, because everybody means something different with that question. It yeah. can be easily, "Am I? Are you? Are you tolerating? Are you affirming? Yeah. Are you of my beliefs and thoughts?" Well, first and foremost, then you have to understand: Is the church about you, or is what's the whole purpose of the church? And I know mm. there was a one of the first episodes, or one of the yeah earlier episodes, that yeah. covered a little bit of yeah. that. But I think a lot of times some of those questions end up missing the point, or we asked it in the wrong way because we're asking what what's the good that comes out of the church yeah and in that point now it's trying to validate the church is not trying to validate its purpose in society so therefore you're like oh i like what you're about so therefore i'll start attending until you find something else that does the same thing Mm. and i think you end up missing the whole point if the church you have to understand the church is the church's point is ultimately to become more like jesus like yeah god is more concerned um i said this actually earlier um we were talking about something else but um in the early like the the reason that god created the church and the reason the church is here is because he is more concerned with a people than persons mm-hmm. right so yeah. when when he called uh david right he called him to be a king over a people when he called abraham he called him to be a father over a nation yeah. now what ended up happening was a lot of good things individually that happened a lot of rest- restoration a lot of you know you know David became a man after God's own heart. Like a lot of good things came out of it, but he called him to a, he was trying to make a people. Yeah. Right. That's the whole point. So I think that understanding that like, Hey, when we're asking that question, what do we mean by that? And then second, understanding that the church is ultimately not ours. It's not Lexington's. It's not yours, Caleb. It's yeah. Jesus. So therefore he gets to determine how yeah. we define that church. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. I think that's great. I think reframing that question a little bit too, and not making it so centered about myself, but instead like what you're saying, Joel, and it's about being more like Jesus. That's what the church is ultimately for. Yeah. Uh, the next thing I, I've been thinking about, too, is it, it seems like most everyone who attends a church likes the idea of everyone being welcomed in their church. Sure. Like, they think, this is great. Yeah, everyone's welcome. But if, if you look at the church traditionally, they, it's been a traditional thing that not every group of people mm. are welcomed in the church. Like, why, why do you all think this is? Why do you think the church has traditionally done a bad job with this? Like... Yeah, I actually, can I go first on this one? Like, yeah, absolutely. I, I yeah. Got, I'm going to try to be brief on this. I'm never brief in anything. Let's just be honest. That's okay. Um, Caleb knew what he was getting into yeah, when that's he asked right. the two I of know. us. That's All right. right, I did. Um, so I, I think, Lexington, you alluded to this a bit, even when you're saying the church has not always been a welcoming place. Um, somebody, uh, An aspect that I think about is the even the uh, LGBTQ uh, community. Um, 
how the church as a whole has viewed them yeah. <laughs> historically specific yeah. i'm speaking speaking specifically in america yeah. where we have uh shamed them we have uh, viewed them less than we have i mean there was a time in in society where society was uh, a christian a post now we're in a post-christian culture right there was a christian culture that means that christians had the moral high ground right so then yeah. therefore christians got to determine what was acceptable and what wasn't now we don't and now church doesn't know how to deal with it that's a different conversation for another day but i think that even in that we did not treat them well there was no honoring there was no hey how can we walk with you in this that does not mean that you're you know affirming tolerant it just means like hey we recognize who you are as a human being and that you're not less than mm. x y and z yeah. right so there's that level of understanding where the church has yes it has failed and has like kind of lost is like we we just did it we just were sinful people but it's not the first time we've done it i mean there's a reason why paul wrote a ton of letters yeah right like he wrote a ton of letters because the church has been getting it wrong yeah. since the church began because and not to be the cliche because you know we're sinful people and you know <laughs> you like but truly the church since the, since biblical times has been getting it wrong in the sense that paul had to write a letter you know 50 60 70 years after you know Jesus had passed saying, Hey, what are you guys doing? That's mm-hmm. not the gospel that was preached to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think there's a level of understanding. Hey, we're walking in this. This is not a, it just looks different, but we're still struggling with the same thing. Yeah. yeah. This is no new issue. And I think it is so crucial to recognize that, um, the truth of Romans is true and all have fallen short of the glory yep. of God. And so we are a broken people, um, gathering together and therefore coming together is going to look like a lot of brokenness on display. It's going to yep. be even a heightened version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. rather than if you were just off living solo in the woods following Jesus, that would just be like one person in their brokenness yeah. who has been redeemed and sanctified, yeah. but the process of sanctification is ongoing. Yes. Um, and so you are never going to find um, a perfect church. And oftentimes even our perception of perfection is um, focused on, again, what we like, Mm -hmm. what we're comfortable Mm -hmm. with, what we think is a good social agenda to have. Um, And we're missing the point entirely of what the church is. But like you said, that's not a new thing. I mean, we have letters from centuries ago Mm -hmm. uh, calling people out on the same exact things that are happening today. And so I think there's a bit of comfort in that of um, for us of like as people that are experiencing these broken environments, um, there's not a pressure of us maintaining or reaching perfection on our own. It's going to be a matter of humility of recognizing Mm. like, hey, this isn't even about us. The church is not about Lexington individually. Mm. It's about God calling and equipping people for the sake of his glory so that his yeah. grace may be on display. Yeah. Agreed. I yeah. think that there's a lot of times where um, we end up viewing. So when the question is like, am I welcome in the church? Um, man, I would encourage if anybody's asking themselves that question, it's like, look, look to Jesus, mm. right? Look to scripture. Like, yeah, it's about a, broke, a bunch of broken people. I mean, the church has let down its leaders too, right? Yeah. Like yeah. when you're thinking, well, the you know, as a church, am I welcome as a, you know, an attendee to the church? Yeah. It, well, it's going to let you down, but it's also let down its leader. So the church is, you know, it's going to let everybody down because we're actually trying to walk more like Jesus in the midst of this. So my encouragement to anybody asking that question is like, you are welcomed here. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that question? As I said earlier, um, and are you willing to submit and say, Hey, what is, what does scripture say? What does Jesus say about the yeah. church? And can I, 
come in, lock arms with these people yeah. and walk together with them. Yeah. Yeah. That was going to be like my next point to this is if you, if you're concerned about this, you're worried about this, like look to scripture and see was Jesus welcoming to all people. Mm. And he was, yep. and, and if that's what the church is, we're running after Jesus together and we're sinful people. So we're going to mess this up, but Jesus didn't. So if you're concerned about it and like you're saying, Joel, like if you're like, man, am I really welcomed here? Go look to Jesus because Jesus is head of the church. And yeah. he's the one running it. Yeah. And he welcomes you. Yeah, I think there's a classic, you're right, the classic, like, he he loved you enough to, oh, how, does it, how does it go to? Die for you? Well, <laughs> yes, also That's classic. it, everyone. That's a, that's a really classic one. <laughs> no, no, but, like, to to come for you but loves you too much to leave you where you are. Yeah. Have yeah. you ever heard it? I don't yeah. even know yeah. how to say it. It's on, like, every whatever. poster above sure, sure, every sure, sure. girl's I mean, coffee yeah. bar. Really? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe at Hobby Lobby. I think yeah. my mom had a t-shirt of that. There it is. Of course Wow. Anyway, my point is that, so I think even asking the question is, um, like, what is it that you're bringing to the table? Yeah. And it is going to call you to something different. So is everybody welcome to church? The answer is yes, if you're willing to submit to the Lordship of Jesus. Yeah. All right? Like, yeah. let's be honest about it, right? Like, nobody wants to talk about that. Or we're like, yeah, let's all talk. But it's still in scripture. You're yeah. still called towards holiness. Yeah. You're still called to make Jesus Lord. And that means that it may be that you have to die to some of your expectations of what yeah. church should be. Yeah. That you thought it should be, but scripture doesn't talk about it, right? So let's just let's just call it what it is. Yeah. Like everybody doors are open, you're welcome. But there is an if, if you're willing to call Jesus Lord and are you willing to submit to him? If you're not, that's a conversation between you and him. But that's what the church is for. Yeah. That's a great question. And I think it leads us into this thought of Okay, say I'm a new college student. I just got to Fort Worth, and I'm visiting churches, and I, li- I really like this church, but I feel a little bit different than the people in the church that I'm visiting, or I feel like I'm a little bit of an outcast. What would y'all say to that person? How would you encourage them? What would you, Should they change? Should, should they even say anything about it? Should they look inside themselves and see if they're aligning with Jesus? Like, what would y'all say to them to encourage them? Yeah. Wow. Uh, there's a lot we could go into here. Um, I think the idea of change exactly what Joel was touching on a minute ago of, um, to live as a Christian, to pursue Jesus is going to change us uh, in so many ways. And the church is this magnification of the walk of a Christian of we are dying to self and it's not about, um, me becoming a better version Mm -hmm. of myself, but literally of there being less of me and more of the spirit abiding in me and coming out through me. And so change is inevitable for, um, the person pursuing Jesus, but there is such a danger of saying, Hey, this is what these people look act, operate like, um, and they're proclaiming Christ and they're this church unit. So I guess I just need to conform so that my behaviors match them. Um, the way I present myself matches them. And that's not what Christ is after Mm -mm. at all. And so, um, no, you should not change to be following in suit of people. It should not be this intentional operation just to yes. fit in and lay low. Uh, another cliche, we'll just keep running up the like We're posters just, How many here. have we had? Yeah. Like four? Yeah. <laughs> we'll start tallying. Yeah. I'm like, are we going to yeah. go over our group? <laughs> um, but crisis after unity, not uniformity. And mm-hmm. so it's actually really dangerous and gross when a church all looks exactly the same, yeah. operates exactly the same. Come on so, now. Yeah. yeah, I think that okay church should offend you when you come to church all right like it should it should offend you because it's asking you to change and be something different right yeah now to lex point like not in the way that 
is like, I got to change my clothing style or my whatever. Yeah. That's not what, but it should be, it should make you uncomfortable. If you come to church and you don't feel uncomfortable, either you're not listening or two, maybe find another church. Mm. I mean, I don't know what I say, but like, you know right. what I'm saying? Like it should make you uncomfortable because we are being challenged to be more like Jesus, to, to, to die to self. Right. So there's that level of that. So should you change? Sure. There's an aspect that as you walk with Jesus, that'll change you, but it should not be behavior modification. Right. Like we're not here for behavior modification. Like yeah. at the end of the day, that's not what Jesus is about. Right. Like he is consistently after our hearts. Now it's so much easier. I, my background is a bit of a very legalistic and this is not the time to talk about it, but a very legalistic background yeah. in church. Um, and for some people, even when I have conversations with people in my past, it's like to them that is so much easier. It is so much easier to have a black and white. Just tell me that I can do this and this should, I shouldn't do this thing. It's well, so much easier. Well, that's the Pharisees too. Right. Yeah. And so what ends up happening is uh, I think Calvin's the one that says that we are, our hearts are idol making factories. Why? We can make an idol of like, well, I got it right. And then I got it wrong. And Jesus is like, yeah, you're a whitewashed tomb. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Right? Like, right. You're, so it's like, it's not, it's not about the outside aspect of changing. It's ultimately Jesus after your heart. Right? So we yeah. just threw another cliche in there. Jesus after your heart. Point five. Yeah, don't yes. worry. Let's I'll put go. it in the show notes. So they have all the cliches. <laughs> Should yeah. we make posters for right. this? Exactly. Right, right, we'll right. make t-shirts for the <laughs> podcast. Now, it, it, I think too, I'm thinking back to my college years and when I was a freshman in, in for a freshman in college, all you want to do is fit in and you want to look like everyone else. You don't want to stand out mm -hmm. too much. You, mm -hmm. And so I like what y'all are saying for a freshman coming to church. It's like you, you don't have to just look like everyone else. Like the gospel is one of the most divisive, like stronghold of a story. Yeah. And, it, and it's meant to pierce you in the heart. And it's okay to respond to Jesus how you feel like you should respond to Jesus. Yeah, I want to say something to that too. It's a freshman coming in, you know, you're probably what? How old are people going to college now? 18, 18 years old. Since I'm so old so. now. You know, right. Since y'all made a point <laughs> to mention that earlier. Um, you're walking in. You want to fit in. Um, and you're asking, you know, I don't look like anybody else. I don't feel like anybody else. Yeah. All these questions. Yeah. That society. Those are societal pressures. And a lot of times what ends up happening is like, I just didn't feel comfortable at that church. Nobody came and said, hey, to me, nobody, yada, yada. I do want to make a point to say. The church is not a, I know, here's another cliche. The church is not a location. You are the church, mm. all right? Like, Come on. you are it. Come on. Like, if you don't like the church, hey, man, I, like I said earlier, you, God's concerned with the people. Like, well, I don't like, then you don't like this gathering yeah. representation of the church to say that. Um, so when you say the church, what do you mean by that? Um, and you can also do a little work of, you know, connecting with other people because probably people feel the same way that you do. Yep. Right? Like, if we're all kind of walking in this, they probably feel a little bit strange. They probably feel a little weird. Yeah. Probably feel awkward. Um, and some people are, I know that that's for some people that are like introverts are like, yeah, I'm not doing that. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Find the courage to actually engage with somebody or be gracious to the people around because they might be feeling the same thing that you're feeling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you bring so much to the table, not in the sense of like your performance or what yes. you can contribute, but if this is the place where Christ has landed you, then he's going to use you mm. to be a catalyst to disciple, yes. um, to Agreed. make his name great. And so it is worth it for you to invest and be uncomfortable. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. if I could make a mantra, mantra, whatever of anything in my life, it <laughs> sure. would be get uncomfortable. Yeah. It matters so much. Yeah. Yeah. It, and I like what you're saying. Like church isn't for you to just have a feel good Sunday and have a pump up story and be like, Oh, I'm good for the week now. Right. Like it, right. it's meant to strike you in the heart. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes that makes you feel really good. Sometimes that makes you feel like, dang, I suck. 
and that's okay. Like, <laughs> that's what it's yeah. supposed to do. Yeah, and I think in those moments, like even the encouragement, right? Like, man, it's meant to remind you that you're a broken human being, but you can mm-hmm. look to Jesus in the middle of all of it. Yeah, brokenness is not the end of your story. Nope, it's not. That's right. He's that's in the right. business of redemption. Yeah, so going from this, why, why do we still go to churches if we feel like we're getting secluded or it's against my own personal beliefs or my own agenda? Y'all are saying like, church doesn't always make you feel good. Why do we still go then? And, and we've kind of been answering this, but, but why if it's against what I think or what I think is right for the world? Because it's the church that's not yours mm. and we don't, and, and, or mine, yeah. and we don't get to define what church is, mm. right? So to answer the question, yeah, we don't, we don't get to do that. So like I said earlier, the church is opening its doors. It's, it, 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 it welcomes anyone and everyone. Um, but that doesn't mean that the church is, you know, to use a very uh, cultural word right now, like tolerant or affirming yeah. to everything. It really isn't. And it is not because Jesus declared what the church is for. I mean, you read First Corinthians and he's very strict. Hey, this is what the church should look like. And it should be pursuing holiness. And that's the whole purpose of, you know, like Ephesians talked about it. He, he set us apart, you know all that stuff, right? Why? So we can be more like him, right? Mm. That's the whole point, the whole point of church. So my personal beliefs, my personal agendas, it's like at the end of the day, is it about you or you're actually willing to make Jesus your Lord? Mm. That's just the bottom line. Yeah. And that's what church is for. I, I mean, I don't know. It's pretty direct, but I don't know how else to say it. No, I think that's great. I like that. Yeah. Um, I just think it gets so tricky when we're valuing personal beliefs as our highest good. And so even the question of like, why do I still go to church if I feel secluded or it's against my personal beliefs? It's like, well, where are your personal beliefs based? Mm. What's foundation of that? What's the driving force? Uh, What's the God of your belief? Um, And I, I think if we're to answer that question, honestly, a lot of times, even those of us on staff, it's like the things that I often push back against the most in the church or the things that uh, scare me the most, rub me the wrong way, often are just things that are opinion-based and yeah. not not yeah. truth-based. Yeah. And so, uh, again, it's like getting over what makes me comfortable, easy, pat on the back. Hey, you know what? I went today. It was great. I'm fired up because I felt good about it, not yeah. because of the Lord actually stirring and changing and moving, transforming something within me. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know where I was going with that, but I think the personal Same belief game is, yeah. is, is a dangerous one to play. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I, I was talking to a friend yesterday. Just He had he had, had some people give him a, some advice that he wasn't sure about. And I was like, are they talking about Jesus? Are they talking about the gospel? Are they, you know? And he was like, no. I was like, there's always going to be personal agenda there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that w- even, this is just goes for church in general, when attending a church, um, I read this. I can't even remember where I read this. Maybe it was... A professor in seminary I can't remember yeah. but he basically said um, it was basically the idea that if the pastor can preach what they said what they preach and take Jesus out of it and still communicate the same message it was not biblically based Uh oh, come on you know what I'm saying if you can listen to a sermon and take Jesus out of it and the yeah. message still makes sense you just heard a nice helpful yeah. encouraging conversation yeah and it had nothing to do with Jesus it was just helpful things that you should do in life yeah. maybe yeah. right so i think the conversation then for us ends up being all right if my personal agenda in this moment if did i take jesus out of this yeah <laughs> or is jesus in the center of what the conversation is currently happening yeah. it doesn't make me feel uncomfortable yeah it kind of does well all right yeah. tough luck let's talk about let's it let's press yeah. into that yeah, yeah let's talk about it yeah that's great i i want to switch perspectives a little bit here and, and i'm thinking of maybe some of our college students or 
some students who truly love the church they're attending. They're like a fellow attender. They're there all the time. They love it. They love the message and everything, but maybe a friend or someone new comes in and they feel secluded. They feel different. How as like a fellow, like brother and sister in Christ, how can you love your friend? How can you help them feel more welcomed? How can you lean into tough questions with them and be supportive of them just because it's a little different than what you think? How, how can we do that? I would say that every moment is a discipleship moment, right? Like even this conversation, like Lex has had some stuff that's like, that's great. Like that's encouraged me, has challenged me, has discipled me into seeing things in a little different way. It matters, right? Like I can listen to Lexington and be edified by Lexington, right? That means that the moment that somebody walks into the church and doesn't know how to do it, take it as a discipleship moment. Discipleship does not mean, especially in college, you have the idea that discipleship means that you sit down and read a book together, right? And ask questions. Like, Discipleship could just literally be you having a conversation with somebody what it looks like to come to church mm. and that it's okay. And, you know, one of our cultural values, a paradox is we shepherd first. And that is that. Like, just sit down with them. Yeah. Have a conversation. What are your fears? What did you feel? I didn't feel welcome. Okay, let's talk about that. Yeah. Why you di- why didn't you? That is a discipleship opportunity right mm-hmm. there. You don't have to be all deep about it. Mm-hmm. It could just be as simple as sitting down with them, asking practical, practical questions. And then I would just encourage people, man, go meet people yeah. and yeah. go ask them questions. Yeah. That would be the most practical and, thing. And I if can they're ask. different than you, don't be scared to ask them hard questions because you yes. will learn from them. Yes. Yeah. Also, I love hard questions. <laughs> um, and not in like, oh, I you know, want to make people uncomfortable, but it's like, let's actually talk about the thing that we're actually not wanting to talk about. Right. Right? Like, or let's address the elephant in the room. I feel awkward being here right now, right? Or whatever. This, if somebody's walking in the street, you say, yeah. oh, I feel awkward being here. Hey, same. Or whatever the case may be. So just step into that space. Yeah. I don't know. That's great. Yeah, and I think um, the church should be a welcoming place for all people. Our friend Jack the other day posted this thing that was like, sure, you can say um, that the church is welcoming, but was it actually built with these people in mind? And so Mm -hmm. there is a, a revelation of that or realization of that that we have to have. If we are comfortable, that means there's going to be somebody in the room who isn't. Yep. Um, and so I think it literally means stepping off the hamster wheel of what's easy. It would be easy to run in the same crowd, to have the same conversation, to sit with the same people, to do the same thing week after week, grab my cup, cup of coffee, run in and run out. And that's that. But to be able to realize that, like we were saying earlier, like my agendas, my lifestyle, my experiences are not the end all be all. Mm. Um, it's it's just so important to look up yeah. to see who's yep. around you and to ask yeah. questions. Yeah, I think a helpful thing, man, I, you just said something to just trigger a thought for me. Um, if you come to a church and you love the church and somebody's feeling uncomfortable, um, or even you, you're like, man, there are certain aspects of the church. I mean, I work here, I'm a pastor here, and there are things that I wish we could do better. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, so that does that mean that I'm not like, oh my gosh, we do everything perfect. I'm like, yeah. no, man, like, we can sit down and give you a list yeah. of the things that I wish we did better. Yep. Right. That does not mean that like, I'm, what I'm trying to say is basically I, how can I jump in and lock arms with you and help grow in this yeah. area? But there's a second aspect of this. That is what if it is just my personal preference that I can just die to mm-hmm. and be like, it's not that deep, you yeah. know, it's fine. Yeah. yeah, I might not, you know, like that song we sing, or I may not like, I don't know, whatever, you know, yeah. whatever you don't like about it. And it should be fine. Like, it's fine. But there will always be somebody that dislikes something. So you sitting down and having a conversation to what I mentioned earlier, and you're saying, hey, tell me what you didn't like. Why didn't you like it? Yeah. Okay, let's talk about that. Is yeah. it is it a biblical thing that should be changed, right? Now, I do want to acknowledge that there are churches that, you know, 
because my encouragement to you would be, hey, talk with somebody. If there's an actual biblical change that needs to happen, talk with leadership. And I want to be honest about it. There are certain churches that are just not open to those types of conversations. And that's fine. That is a different conversation. I want to acknowledge it that sometimes there's nothing you can do. And you're like, hey, it's just not going to be for me. Okay, that's yeah. great. I've had plenty of conversations where people, um, they're like, hey, I don't know if this church is for me. I'm like, that's, that's yeah. great. But you got to determine what are my most important things in, that I value about a church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it? And then work from there. Yeah. Right? And just like in everything in life, if one thing doesn't work out for you, that doesn't mean you quit. You know, yeah, like yeah. you, you keep looking, like keep yeah. looking for a church that, that is good for you and you enjoy and you love. And you can and plug I, in and serve. Exactly. You can serve. I love the encouragement y'all are saying, and especially to college students, like look up every once in a while. I like what you said, like, like look up every once in a while, look at the people around you. And then what you're saying, Joel, like, don't be scared to ask the hard questions and sit with people in those. Yeah. Be open with it. But we are running low on time. So I have one more question that I, that I think would just be a great way to end and give super good encouragement. And so... Like, what hope do we have that the church is a great place for broken, unwelcomed, rejected sinners like ourselves sitting here? You got something for this, Lex? You got a cliche for us? Who <laughs> we need out. a one-liner here. Oh, my gosh, a one-liner. We'll probably get there after, you know, 40 other <laughs> sentences from Joel and myself. Um, I think the hope that we have is the hope we have in Christ um, of yeah. this this organization, this body, this family has been designed by Christ for a purpose. And if our God is good, then the church is good. If it is his design and his intention. Um, and so he's literally calling those of us that are weary and heavy laden to him. And what Mm -hmm. a sweet place Mm -hmm. to find him is within the church. And that's not on a, that's not just a Sunday you come at nine. It's literally the church, like Joel said earlier, is the body of Christ. And so it means running to his children, um, and being able to sit together and say, yeah, we're broken and our God is greater than our brokenness. Um, and we need one another and the body needs each piece. And so if you're feeling unwelcomed, that is not the heart of Christ for you. Mm -hmm. First Corinthians 12, I think talks about, uh, how can the hands look at the eye and say, you're not needed here. The Mm -hmm. eye look at the hand, Mm -hmm. whatever version. Um, but I just think with that, um, in Christ's heart for the church, you are welcomed here. You belong here. You are needed here and you need the church. Yeah. I think that, um, I want to point out, um, the, when, when the disciples ask Jesus to teach them how to pray, they, um, Jesus says, uh, let your kingdom come, right? Part Mm -hmm. of the lines. And then it says on earth, as it is in heaven, Jesus coming to earth and creating the church was a, um, a declaration of war. Yeah. Right. About in a coming kingdom. Yeah. And that coming kingdom is God's people. That yeah. is the church. That is what you're called into. Yeah. You're not called to do anything. Else. That's what that's that's the calling. The calling is his kingdom. Your kingdom come, your will be done, right? What does that mean for us? Man, it means that we get to become more like Jesus. It means that we I mean in a practical setting, the reason like even my role, right? It means we try to engage in social issues in our community. It also means we engage with the heart. It also means that we disciple. It means all these different aspects of it. So the hope that we have of broken, sinful people is that God's kingdom is coming. Yes. And it'll be on earth as it is in heaven. And that yeah. is the beauty. That is the hope, right? The whole hope is that you're calling to a kingdom. And that kingdom, it's not going to fail. The cornerstone, right? Mm. Hey, I'm going to throw another cliche there. Um, it it's Jesus, right? And no, but it, it is. really is, right? Yeah. So as we walk through that, remember, like, hey, I'm here. I, I am doing 
like business. I'm doing war. Like yeah. it's a coming kingdom. We yeah. are bringing a new kingdom here. And a lot of times our passivity cannot, it won't succeed. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like our passivity here as believers for you as a freshman, man, you have so much to offer. You're a freshman. You're listening to this. Let me tell you, don't sit around. You are called to do war. Yeah. Now that sounds so like harsh, but you know what I mean? Like it but doesn't that mean is that, our truest like, reality. That is, that, like you are against principalities right like against like well, this is not like a thing that we're just oh we're just kind of yeah you know it makes me feel good and yada, yada. like no, no no there's some hard work that needs to be done um so it's going to be broken it's going to be messy as we mentioned at the beginning of this episode there's going to be you know since the beginning of time you know paul has been writing letters to the churches that they've just veered away from the church. so it's going to happen yeah and but here's the beautiful truth about this the church the church, God is always redeeming his people, his mm-hmm. church, Yeah. right? So that means that he's always purifying it. So when a church gets it wrong, Jesus will purify it. Don't yeah. worry. He loves the church more than you and I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just be faithful to it yeah. and understand that there's a coming kingdom and fight for that coming kingdom. Mm-hmm. That's, that would be my encouragement. That's awesome. Yeah. That's the hope great. that we have for the church is that it's built on Christ. That's yeah. right. And Christ is in the yep. business of redeeming broken people. Yeah. That's, That's what great. he does. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. We don't, we don't come to church with already perfect Chris, white linens on. We come with yeah. dirty, filthy rags, expecting Jesus to clean, clean That's them right. for us. There's yeah. the one liner. Yes, <laughs> did it. Well, this has been like a true joy, guys. I've loved hearing both of y'all's perspectives on things. I think people will benefit from this, and we're. I, I want to remind y'all again, as I always do at the end of episodes, these two people are in your church. They work for the Paradox Church. So please, on a Sunday, if you see me, come talk to me. I will introduce you to Lexington. I'll introduce you to Joel. They would love to take you to coffee or talk to you or hear yeah. more of your story. So guys, please, please come find me, and we'll, we'll hook you up with these two people. Come find me. We'll get you some tacos. That's right. We'll take you some, I don't know, wherever you want, man. They're awesome, and they're dear friends of mine. So thank you all so much for joining us today and being on this podcast. Thanks for awesome. All right, guys, as usual, we'll see you all soon. Peace out, Paradox College. Can we just stay? Well, can we?